everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Well, how exciting, Matt. This is um, the celebrities coming back to talk with us. Yeah, always exciting to hear what people are up to. And, uh, you know, we wanted to do this episode to uh, check in with people and, uh, you know, see what's happening out there. Well, I mean, I know that they, you know, it takes a lot of work to schedule these because, you know, one, they're not in the same time zone for the most part, and everybody's just got a lot of things going on. So it was really exciting the first time that they were guests, and I just can't imagine, like, what it's going to be like talking to them the second time. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we did, uh, last weekend we did a bunch, and, uh, you know, this weekend we're doing a bunch more, and, uh, it'll be really cool to see everything that's going on. Uh, we've seen or heard of some changes from some people, and, uh, it's been interesting so far, I would say. It's like uh, bringing old friends back, a kind of like a reunion or something to me. Yeah, getting the band back together, man. <laughs> <laughs> and a good band, you know, it was a good band. So uh, it is a good band. We're going to find out today, like, what everybody's doing. So uh, I don't know. I mean, um, we all have our favorite episodes, and... I feel like my favorites are back. Um, do you feel like yours are as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy all the episodes for different reasons. Uh, sometimes it's the, you know, the conversation. Sometimes it's, um, you know, the guest is really cool or, you know, they have a really good story or whatever. And uh, it's always interesting. Um there's always something that I take away from each episode that I really enjoy. Well, what I find the most interesting is that they talk to us one time, most of them for like an hour, and they're still willing to come back and talk to us again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there there is something to be said for that. <laughs> they're a brave group that we've chosen. But, um, let's just uh, let's start you know just get into it right. they can handle this i think sounds good all right well first of all bill allen i want to welcome you back to backstory sessions we're so happy to have you join us again well thank you cat and hello matt back there how's it going good i hope you guys are doing well thanks for having me back Sure. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, we, uh, oh, go ahead, Kat. I'm sorry. Well, we want to we want to know like everything that's been going on, and um, we were, you know, we 
are always trying to reflect back and think, you know, when did we last talk and um, what was going on then and what's changed? So, um, you know, just jump in with where you think we left off and, you know, bring us up to speed. What's been going on with you? All right. Well, something you said when you guys first kind of got on the air, you you said something about celebrity. Now, you know, celebrity is a pretty strong word. So I'm going to ask you if you'll do me a favor. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm more apt to do it than Matt, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 I would like you to do is repeat that, but say it slower. <laughs> Well, our number one celebrity, Matt, is Bill Allen. (laughs) No, no. Stop, stop. Thank you. You, I'd like to thank the Academy. um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's kind of leading up into some of the things I've been doing. I thought that was a good little segue. Yeah, I like it. Uh, So I've uh, also here, I guess the last time we spoke, I think was in... Mid to late August. August um, tw- August twenty second was the air date, so it would have been the week before. Yeah. Okay. So we're we were close, cat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So since then, um, I've been going back and forth to Atlanta quite a bit, working on some TV shows and a couple movies down there. Um. Uh, I I can go into one. Um. I okay. was. I got to be on uh, Shazam 2. Um, Shazam! Called, Shazam 2, yes. It's, uh, it's wow. called Fury, Fury of the Gods. Um, that was a, an experience. Um, I got to be a featured background. Um, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a good few days of filming in Atlanta. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a, a good good time. They said that it was supposed to be released in... Um, I think they said 2023, but they just moved it up. So I think it's going to be released this this December. Awesome. So um, what kind of costume did you have for that? I'd love to tell you, but then, you know, I not <laughs> know that just yet. <laughs> but it's really cool, I bet. Well, it's not as cool as I wish. It's not like, you know, red with a white cape or anything. That would have been awesome. <laughs> okay, Mine was well, more lower budget. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a it was a good experience. Um, and uh, uh, a few other uh, television shows I got to appear on and they uh, they show those on BET network. Um, one of them is uh, the First Wives Club. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. I have. I have. Yeah. Um, so I've been on, uh, I think, three different episodes of that one. Um, and then there's a couple of I can't mention yet. Okay. Uh, but um, well, can you tell us about your role on? No, <laughs> they've not heard yet. They're, they're pretty sticklers about that. So uh, I, I can't just divulge that bit of information. That's all I can say about it, though. Okay. Um, all right. Wow. Now, it sounds really like you. You had a lot of things going on, and you say you've been traveling back and forth to Atlanta. So, um, has all the filming been done there? Uh, yeah, the majority of it, just kind of around um, the 
mainly the surrounding areas around Atlanta, but there's a couple studios they have down there. Like Tyler Perry has one. There's, you know, a couple other ones that, uh, that we were working out of. So that's, uh, I had never actually gotten to work on a soundstage. I'd always been on a set or on location and it was a different, it was a different animal. I, I really learned a lot uh, you think you know when you're like, oh, I'm an actor. I don't know. No. <laughs> like you've done it. You don't know anything about it. So that was a uh, delicious piece of humble pie that I had. Hmm. Well, did you find you prefer that to you know, that? Or? You know, it's, it's just different. I mean, the atmosphere is completely different. Uh, the acting styles are actually different. Um because you're, you know, the, the studio's wired with microphones and the lighting and sound. And that's, you know, kind of some of that's kind of taken care of for you. So they do the sound checks and all that, but you don't have to be wired for a microphone and, you know, all the things that you'd have to do when you're, um, you know, on location. So do you find that you just adapt uh, easily because you know usually theater people are kind of used to you know preparing for the worst and <laughs> going the on best. the show <laughs> yeah it's um again it's uh you either adapt or you don't work so that <laughs> adaptation is you know it's a it's a fundamental part of acting we'll call it yeah so um, are you still, you were, um, doing some of the visiting, you know, to hospitals and things like that. And then COVID happened and, um, you know, so what's been going on or if anything, have you been able to do any kind of outreach, um, to children? Well, we've, we've done a few, um, like I said, COVID is, uh, luckily it's starting to lift, um, so we've done maybe four, uh, not huge events, but uh, decent size events that, you know, we, we still, you know, feel like we reached and, and helped uh, a lot of kids. Um, but uh, we're hoping that it picks up even more here, um, usually during the summer and the fall is a really good time. And if, as long as, you know, the COVID, you know, uh, the variants one, two, three, four, and five, or however many of them there are now, if they stay at bay, then you know we'll we'll get to uh, definitely do more. Um, have you found the restrictions have lessened when you're on on the stage or sets or? Um... No, not honestly. They they have not that. Okay. Still, they and they're very strict. We have to go down. Uh, two days usually before shooting and have to do a COVID test that they administer. They have a medic, you know, their team does COVID tests and you have to do that. And then, you know, have it cleared before you can appear on set. And then you still have to wear masks and they still are uh, really strict about the CDC guidelines. So um, okay. yeah, that, that hasn't led up too much. Well, better safe than sorry. Yeah. You know, because there's a, a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds, and um, they're just they're real real precautious. So I guess that's a that's a good thing. So Matt, um, do you have any questions that you've been dying to ask? 
Uh, I'm just wondering, like, so you can't really talk about things that you've been working on, but can you tell us, like, things you have coming up? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got I've got a few more, um, you know, the, the local stuff, like uh, American Detective, uh, Sin City. Um, uh, there was one, it's called The Black Widow Murders. I don't think that one has aired yet. Uh, but that was done, I think, after we had spoke the last time. Cool. Uh, there was a, a Fatal Frontier. Uh, Evil in Alaska was uh, the other one. Um, where did, where was did a, they film that one? Uh, that one actually was, believe it or not, it was uh, just outside of Knoxville. <laughs> and it was... It was it was Alaska? I'm telling you what, it was done... These people deserve, you know, an award just for their creativity because we were out there in the blistering sun. I think it was 97 degrees and we had to <laughs> pretend we had to pretend like it was winter in Alaska. <laughs> and it was awful, but some true acting happened that day. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it it was really really neat to see the way you know that was the first time i had had, had experienced that uh, the extreme heat and had to pretend like you were cold so that was pretty neat yeah were you and walking that, around in parkas and things like that actually we were uh i played a farmer and um i had to i discovered the body in this field yeah. and it was oh in between takes we were all out there sweating we had paper towels and we'd blot our faces and <laughs> hair and makeup would come over and you know we had to look cold and it, it was it was a hard day i can't imagine but uh you know i'm glad that the good thing was on the uh on the body that poor girl i, <laughs> I would go over and talk to her in between takes and i said i'm so sorry because she had like real bugs flying around her they were they had this like big huge uh like a spray thing for your yard full of deet and they were just like lacing her with it there was still butt <laughs> all over <laughs> i told her i said well if it helps it looks really genuine <laughs> <laughs> and uh she uh she said you want to trade places i said no ma'am i do not <laughs> Can't say it was a, <laughs> she was a champ and then we did this other episode um and I can tell you this part of it, but again, it was actually filmed in the, uh, when was that? Uh, it was kind of the, the earlier part of, uh, I think this was it February, but it was filmed, supposed to look like it was done in summer. And this girl got in this creek and laid there and, you know, to be a, a body. And it, that water was ice cold and she got in there and didn't move a muscle. I mean, she probably was frozen, but she, <laughs> she got in. They, they asked her, they said, are you comfortable doing this? She said, I sure am. She got right down that water, and she didn't complain. They they did it as fast as they could, and I was like, wow. Yeah. That was some dedication. Damn, I can't imagine getting getting into a creek in the middle of February. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, you know, it's funny. Okay, so that did bring up something. So, uh, my brother and I, uh, uh, Stephen, uh, he went to Cumberland with me as well. Uh, this uh, Christmas, we did 
the the Christmas in the cave at the Cherokee caverns. Mm-hmm. And um, I, don't, I don't know if I told you guys about this or not. No, I don't think so. No, no yeah, I don't think we did. Uh, but I, I got to play the Grinch. Uh, and they they come in the caverns, and it's like down inside the historic Cherokee caverns out toward Oak Ridge. Right. And uh, my brother played Santa, and the kids would come down in families and get your picture with the Grinch or Santa or both. And um, uh, I had these kids bringing me onions. <laughs> and, the other, you know, kids were bringing my brother cookies, so I uh, – I would just kind of rub them under my arm and act like I was eating them. And um, <laughs> I, my costume smells like onions now. So that's that my idea. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> wow. We're really getting the backstory. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, true to a backstory session. <laughs> so how far out are you uh, booked? I mean, do you have stuff like coming up on the horizon that, uh, yeah, there's a, a few things. I've got uh, a couple other uh, trips to Atlanta planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, again, hush, hush. Right. Um, the, <laughs> um, some of the other movies I really wish I could tell you about. Um, but what was the other one? Um, did we, I don't know if I was, uh, anything is possible. Did we go over that one? Mm. Remember that. Any anything is possible. I mean. Okay. So yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> um. So that one, the guy, and I can't remember. It's like White Aaron or something White. He he's in all those movies. Uh, God is not dead. He plays the the pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we got to do a movie with him called uh, anything is possible and that was filmed again kind of in the the i guess more the in knoxville and then kind of up toward virginia they Mm. filmed a lot of that Hmm. so um that was pretty pretty neat yeah that's cool anything you're doing outside of outside of acting that uh you want to talk about well i did a uh a stand-up routine that was uh, pretty well received. At least in my head, it was. <laughs> well, did they laugh? Uh, yeah, but I'm not sure if it was at me or with me. But I don't even want to know. <laughs> I thought I was funny, and that's all that matters. <laughs> was this at like a comedy club, or did you? Yeah, like... yeah it was like a just a open mic night. You know, just something to get up and flex your comedic muscles. Right. Um, but uh, a buddy of mine was trying to get into it, so I was trying to kind of coax him into, you know, getting up, and he'd always talked about it. So I said, if I get up and do it, you know, would you, and, you know, of course, oh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> yep, there I am, nobody coming after me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and did he but, get uh, up and do it or no? He absolutely did not. <laughs> yeah, well, man. But he's, he's, you know, he's he's working on it. He was he was petrified, but um, hopefully he'll, uh, you know, he wants to get together and work on some of that. So uh, hopefully that'll, that'll happen for him. Cause he, he's, I think he's genuinely funny. I think that he's just afraid if he tries to be funny, he won't, yeah. you know, um, but um, kind of like cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just like cat. Cat's funny <laughs> all, all the time. I, mean, I, I am 
I am wonderfully funny. You are. I'm, <laughs> she is. I'm holding my side. Just you saying I'm wonderfully funny because that was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how taking the bathroom on this show goes, but you know, <laughs> get your pocket back. Just telling you, I might have to take a break. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, all right. So, Kat and I have come up with this uh, random question thing, and uh, you get to choose whether you would like to have a question from me or from her. Well, so it's Matt's question or Kat's question. Well, since Kat is so hilarious, I'm afraid if I get it from her, I won't stop laughing. So, potato, potato. I'm gonna have to go with Matt on this one. Sorry, Kat. Oh, I, I mean, I completely understand because uh, it, it would be hilarious. And with Matt, I mean, it, it, it's just untelling what you're going to get. And I am just excited to hear his well, question. Don't be too excited. I mean, I I'll have... bet I'll bet he is. I'll bet he is, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how excited I am. <laughs> but, All right. Know, I just stifle my um, my funniness and my <laughs> not at all, not at all, cat. All right, so here's your question, and I, you know, I was thinking about this when we, you know, when we started talking. A lot of people that we've talked to have been on like different TV shows and reboots and things like that. So, if you could go back to any TV show in the past of, you know, since TV shows began airing, uh, what character would you like to play? Oh, uh, goodness. That is a good, um, I don't know about character, but I'll tell you what TV show I would love to be on from the past. Okay. You guys, you guys remember Frasier? Oh yeah. I absolutely being a psychology theater major, I love their, educated humor and you know kelsey grammar and they're just their timing is so spot on i would have loved to have been even just a, a guest uh a guest on that show hmm. um but if yeah if they could have wrote me in a character maybe i could have been their you know their cousin or something or worked at the radio station with them right yeah. you know something would have been you know like a reoccurring character i would have been okay with that so uh, would you would you say that Fraser was better than uh, Cheers? Cheers? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah, I the the humor. I mean, for the time, you know, that was the the humor. But then, you know, as as Fraser's character evolved, because you know he was only supposed to be on that show for I think three or four episodes. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. He became becoming one of the leads because he had more you know more substance to him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I Frazier, hands down. Hmm, interesting. All righty. Well, now, that was a question and a very interesting answer. So we, I'm glad we decided to do this game because uh, I think it's nice to learn little random facts that might not come up in a regular interview. All right. Well, Kat, now that you know that you feel so strongly about that, I'd like to ask you a question. Ooh. <laughs> I can and feel I, like Judge Judy. I don't answer questions. I ask them. <laughs> nice, nice try. But I think your viewers, what's that, viewers? You would, you would like her to answer? Oh, that's right. I'll ask her. Okay, Kat, you're on the, you're up against the fence on this one. So, 
if you were on American Idol, what yeah. song would you sing and why? <laughs> oh, well, now, you know, that is a really hard question because uh, not many people know that I am a rapper. Um, you know, I... I so wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you like a, a legitimate rapper? Or are you more well, like... Yeah, wiki, 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 wiki. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm legit. And, you know, like I said, it's a little known fact, but, you know, I, I don't feel like that rap really, um, would get you through to the next round even because Kanye, you know, was actually on there. Um, he was. so, you know, it, it's generally going to be people that do other types of songs. So because I would want to advance, I'm, I would pass on doing the rap, but that's the only reason because otherwise, you know, it's not the talent that would be holding me back. It's just that I don't feel that's the kind of music that the American Idol would portray. Um, but, you know, I'm going to say if I could be on there, I would probably do something... Well, Whitney really, Whitney Houston is overdone. Like, people have done that song too much. So, I'm not going to go with that. I think Dolly Parton is very popular right now. So, um, you know, I'm, I think that I would do, if you do I Will Always Love You, then you've got Whitney, Dolly together. So, I'm going to go with that. Uh, and I would put my own little, um, you know, talent uh, spin on it so it wouldn't really sound like Dolly's version or Whitney's version but like Kat's version and uh, I think that would be a good choice for me so and and you know I would dedicate that to everyone because I will always love everyone <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean how could you not give me the ticket to Hollywood after that so. I think you have I think you have pleased Every single one of your listeners. <laughs> uh, that's Matt, what happened. I've got, a, <laughs> I've got a question for you too, Matt. All right. Uh, Shoot. You know, again, much much like you guys, I, I don't have enough time to sit and think of these conversations that we're about to have, but <laughs> this is going to be right off the cuff. Okay. So, if you could go back to your childhood what career choice would you make instead of your current one? Um, hmm. And why? So <laughs> I think I wanted to be an astronaut at one point, and I'm pretty sure like a cowboy and definitely a rock star. I mean, I always, oh, yeah. always wanted to do that. But uh, um, I would probably... Hmm. That's a tough one. I think I, I think I would probably be doing something similar to what I'm doing now, and I would be an actual engineer instead of playing one on TV. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> I've always I've always been interested in you know how things work and you know designing different things and. Um, and that's what I do, but like I don't have the actual degree because I dropped out of school when I was 15. And uh, I would probably, you know, do the whole school thing and, uh, you know, get the degree and 
be able to say I did that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to design some pretty cool stuff uh, through the years. And a lot of it I've done mainly because I didn't know how things are supposed to work. Like, I didn't know, like, the laws of physics and stuff like that. But uh, I've been pretty successful at it. And um, uh, so, yeah, I think I would, you know, I think I would do that. And, like, it would be more of, like, uh, I would kind of know more. So I would be able to do more, I think. That's cool. Yeah, so I would say that. Because I really yeah. enjoy what I do. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, hey, Kat, you got one more question or no? Uh, well, you know, I have my questions, but, and then, and, and no one chose today. Okay. <laughs> come on. Let's, let's hear your question. Okay. Well, you know, I go a different route than Matt's question. So I'm going to ask you. What is the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of love? Mm. Beep, beep. <laughs> Those are my answers because I'm afraid that's what would have to happen if I answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me want to hear the story all the more. So. It really does. I, I can't even imagine not wanting to hear that story after that. Um, oh, my Gosh. Nor can I. So let's. Nor can <laughs> I. I can just funny imagine. I really am. Oh no! You, you are cat. You're hilarious, and <laughs> I can just hear all of my ex girlfriends with bated breath listening to this podcast, <laughs> saying, "Which one is he going to say?" And right. how is that oh going to? Oh my god! He better not mention when we did that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, and guys, you're out there. You know who you are. And you know what happened. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, I I did. Uh, I used to be a bit of a romantic. Uh, and no, not isn't it romantic? Not that. You, I was an actual rom romantic. And uh, this one time, this uh, this young lady was on a date. And I, I found out what her favorite candy was. Just to be sweet. And it was our first date. I uh, talked to her roommate back in college, and I found out you know, her favorite candy. So I then went to McDonald's, and I went through the – you know, went inside, talked to the manager, and said, hey, I've got this date going on. Would you do me a favor and you know, put this and this in this bag? And when I pull up to the drive-thru, I'm going to say, can I have my regular? And then they're going you know, to pull up to the window. You just hand me the bag. She goes, oh, we'd love to help you with that. So – I get her, pick her up, get her in the car. She's expecting we're going to go out to this fancy restaurant, right? So I told her we were. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually how I got her to go on the date. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, we're, we're going back out of the dorm, and we pull around to McDonald's. And I said, would you like – I said, it's going to be a while before we get to the restaurant. Do you want something to eat? Just something to tide you over. And she's like, no, I'm good. And I said, do you mind if I stop? I'm going to, you know, just get a little something, maybe something to drink. She's like, no, that's cool. So we go through the drive-thru, and I said, uh, I said, hey, this is uh, this is Bill. I just I want to see if I can get my regular. And she looks at me like, who are you? Are you someone important, or <laughs> what's going on here? And that was what I wanted her to think. <laughs> so, 
I, I, I said that I drove around to, you know, picked up my order. They handed me this bag and, you know, a Coke and I start driving down the road and she's just staring at me with this kind of puzzled, bewildered look on her face. And we get on the interstate and I said, Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you uh, hand me some fries out of the bag? And she just kind of looks at me. She's like, yeah. Um, what was that back there? She goes, and I said, no, it's no big deal. You know, I'm, you know, people, few people know me, you know, that kind of thing. And she reaches in the bag and I have a card for her. And then I have her favorite candy in a, a Big Mac container. They were containers at the time. I'm telling my age, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so she opens the container and there's her favorite candy is the Reese's, uh, the little peanut butter cups. So she just got this look on her face and she was grinning from ear to ear. And then I had a, a card for her. And she opened it and just she thought that was the the best thing in the world and it was so, so um, <laughs> that date went very well it, it was a good it was a good first date and no that we didn't is... end up marrying no it didn't work out no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> was there a second date but there, oh no there was yeah we actually dated for a couple of years in college oh, okay yeah and then we <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, we're still. I we're actually still friends. So, uh, if she hears this podcast, she'll probably call me and start laughing. So, <laughs> well, you need to like tell her about this podcast so she will listen. Because oh, I I tell everybody. I said, hey, you want to hear someone on the radio? That's <laughs> Cat Matt. And well, uh, that's a great story. I love you know. I love stories like that. I'm so glad that I got to ask my question. I'm glad you did too, Cat. Yes. It was, it, was, it was better than mine, I think, yeah. <clears throat> it was different, Pat. It yeah. was just different. Okay, all right. <laughs> different, yes. <clears throat> Differently better. <laughs> <laughs> There's that funny side of you again, Cat. <laughs> you know, I listeners know. Are, I, just up. Can't, I can't turn this funny off. Well, it's it's the it's the cross that you bear. Someone must do it. Yes, someone must do it. Indeed. Yeah. So All right. Well, uh so <laughs> all right. Um I'm trying to think of like one more thing for you, Bill. Uh so you got uh, a couple things coming out soon. Um, you know, uh People want to get a hold of you to invite you to do stand-up somewhere. How would they do that? <laughs> they probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's assume. <laughs> let's assume they did. Uh, they could probably just reach me on Facebook and uh, just go from there, I guess. I'm, I'm pretty pretty mm -hmm. visible on there. Um, and that, right. that also goes, too, for, you know um, – uh, me and a, a friend of mine, he does uh, Iron Man, and we just did a kid's birthday party is uh, Wolverine and Iron Man, and I do the the magic tricks on the side. Cool. So I've created a new, a new character because my brother does Doctor Strange, so I do Merv the Magician. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was he was created out of necessity. I was I did a Renaissance festival, and I was you know do magic tricks, so I keep stuff in the trunk, and this. Um, this party we went to, I was Wolverine, and I had said, because it, it wasn't going great. It, <laughs> the kids were kind of little, so I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm dying here. I got to do something else. So 
I said, uh, and they didn't even know who Wolverine was. These are like little kids. So, oh, who likes magic tricks? And they're like, me, me, me. I'm like, oh, thank you. I said, well, you know, Wolverine actually knows a magician. I said, now, uh, and, you know, the friends that I was with, they were like, oh, no, you're not leaving us. I'm like, yeah, I am. So I ran out to the car and I had, I think I had this like pirate kind of shirt and this cape, you know, think Renaissance, kind of like a cloak. Right. right. Uh, like pantaloons and these swat <laughs> boots and but then i'm like okay i've got to do something else and i had a uh kind of like a gangster hat that i had had from a, a, a previous photo shoot and i had these glasses that looked like a nerd so i put the, the nerd glasses on and put the hat on and all of a sudden i'm merv the magician <laughs> <laughs> so i go up and i go in the backyard and i do magic tricks but i had all the parents sit down around the little basketball court there. And I did all these magic tricks and, uh, and I saved my portion of the party. <laughs> Merv the magician. So, I'm a Johnny on the spot. They call me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he will be, he is in our Facebook group too. So when we promote this episode, you'll be able to, uh, just click on his name and, uh, also get in touch with him that way. Awesome. All right. Well, this has been, uh, you know, it's been fun uh, catching up. And, uh, you know, you couldn't tell us a lot about what you were doing, but we won't hold that against you. But uh, yeah, because... <laughs> that's his way of, like, you know, getting invited back for the third time. Right, so that yeah. we can hear what's going on. So. Right. I like to kind of, you know, leave a little bait on the hook so I can right. reel it back in again. Right. Yeah. Well. You know, maybe uh, you know, maybe you'll be out in Vegas doing magic shows or something by that time. So, you know, I would actually love to do that. I think that would be awesome. But uh, my 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 brand of magic, I think, uh, you know, uh, Penn and Teller and Chris Angel, it's not quite up to par with the you know, that's not a mind freak or anything, but it ah. is a, uh, it is pretty good. I have I have a uh, have stunned quite a few adults, hmm. more so when they're. More so when they're liquored up, but the point is, <laughs> they're good, solid tricks. <laughs> Dude, how'd you do that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, and I was like, okay, I just did it while you were talking, but we'll do it again. Uh, like, I can funny. also do this with an adult beverage. I can make it disappear. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming by and talking to us. We certainly appreciate it. And it has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you guys. I, I, I always, always appreciate it. And, uh, anytime I, I, I'd glad to be glad to come back. All right. We'll definitely be following you and, uh, we'll have you back again. All righty, guys. Matt, Kat, thank you guys so much, and I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your evening. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Hey, Preston Taylor. Welcome back to Backstory Sessions. We're so happy to have you today. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thank you again for uh, having me back. I'm uh, excited to be here. We want to know, of course, all the exciting things that have been happening since we last spoke with you. Uh, it's been a while. 
and uh, you know, we spoke with you actually two times before. So one, no one will ever hear because no one was recording it. But um, you know, today we are getting every word. So what's been going on? I will say that first conversation was still pretty classic. I mean, to to have a two-hour conversation and each side think they are the other side's being recorded was truly amazing. And the fact that you have a two-hour conversation with strangers and no one actually asks who's recording is pretty amazing. I mean, that is comedy gold right there. Um, and no one will ever know what was discussed in that conversation. Yeah, it was so it was such a fluid conversation. Like I, I just wish it was accidentally recorded somewhere. <laughs> it probably was in the Arby's parking lot. There probably <laughs> they were probably somewhere. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, it's definitely been a, a journey since we last spoke. Uh, I, I can say I've done two things recently, which are uh, I tore my meniscus uh, in December, so I haven't been doing much walking around or movement as of late. <laughs> but oh. but luckily, it's starting to happen, and of course, LA's mandate just lifted, so I was like, oh, well, great timing. I couldn't do stand-up comedy even if I wanted to uh, <laughs> uh, because I couldn't stand, and you know, we still had the whole mask thing, so... I was like, you know, might be just perfect timing that now I can stand, mask are lifted. I was like, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the universe is working in your favor for this. Um, oh, so what yeah. are, um, when is the first uh, live performance again for you? You know, it was interesting because we really thought things were going to open sooner. So I had plans to really perform most of March. Uh, but luckily, the the comedy clubs that I perform in uh, are just now, like, I believe, are opening up like a week ago. And uh, I've been working on my second comedy special, Farmed and Dangerous. So I'm hoping to start probably the second week of April, uh, you know, just hitting some of the open mics and then... Uh, start doing some actual, you know, normal gigs again uh, towards the end of next month uh, and really start gearing up. And at least the plan for me at this point is try to shoot uh, special number two uh, towards the end of this year. So what have been your reviews from uh, your first special? You know, I've been very gracious. Uh, definitely a lot of good feedback. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for the, uh, <laughs> you know, negative reviews or, or odd things to read here and there. And, you know, other than some random, like, YouTube comments, uh, <laughs> uh, everything was pretty positive. And, and I was pretty excited about that, uh, you know, as we talked about it before, um, you know, not getting a chance to really ever perform that show in full anywhere before that night, um, you know, doing one take all the way through uh, was really kind of a unique experience. And so I was really, I'm not going to lie, I was terrified uh, of what, you know, people were going to think about it. Uh, I guess, uh, you know, any artist uh, with their first thing coming out and, you know, it's one thing to be in a cast or an ensemble cast or, you know, to be on a show. It's another thing when it's literally just you and a microphone walking around. It's like, no, nope, they're judging just you. So... <laughs> 
it was nice to uh you know to get to good reviews and, and friends and family and then you know actual critics uh, that actually had people i don't know that liked it so that was kind of the good the good side for me yeah you know because i have matt to um you know kind of deflect when things go wrong uh at least there's like well it was matt's fault so um <laughs> you know it's a lot different when it's only you that's yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. So, well, you know, and I told people that a lot. I was like, you know, I think it was easy to shine growing up uh, with a lot of team sports because, you know, when you play basketball or football or these types of things, you're, they're still team sports, even if you're, you know, a star or one of the better players. It's still that that responsibility is spread around. I was like, uh, you know, it's a unique experience even for me having to just not being in a team environment or, or in a cast and just being with yourself in the microphone. Uh, you know, I felt myself take about 15, 20 minutes to to get comfortable on stage. And then, you know, I you know, I can tell when I change on stage. I know a lot of people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it becomes a comfort level over time. Uh, and, you know, even getting ready to shoot your own special still took me time to warm up. <laughs> so um, in the second special that you're planning, um, are you going into that with um, more confidence and – Yes, uh, this time around, uh, uh, there's actually going to be a, a whole different company doing the production, so it won't be me self-producing and producing, uh, you know, with the production company that I brought on. So it'll be much, you know, I think we talked before how frantic it was before the show and, and leading right up to the show. It's like I had like 30 seconds to prep. <laughs> before. It's like, hey, you need to be on stage. So uh, to have the opportunity this time to just focus on the jokes and focus on touring and, and focus on the prep, uh, I'm extremely excited to to kind of see and you know i think with anything you know you going into the unknown the first time you don't know what to uh, to expect uh so going in the second time and the third time and hopefully fourth time you know uh every time you can you become more confident you kind of understand what's coming uh and so i'm looking forward to that part of it it's like now i know what's coming let's do better <laughs> <laughs> And do you find that people are um, ready to, you know, get back to the comedy club and, and to laughing and enjoying because it's been a long two years? Uh, you know, that's interesting. I my uh, my friends and housemates here and I've noticed they're going to comedy shows and I keep hearing about comedy shows popping up everywhere. And I was like, man, it's interesting that that's like. You know, other than big concerts, really, the the day-to-day -day comedy shows, people are just going to constantly out here right now. And I think part of it is that, you know, for two years people have been inside that, you know, even if they don't want to go to big events or spend a lot of money right now, they still want to go do something, you know. And so being able to go catch a comedy show at, at your local bars or some of the smaller comedy clubs right now is like the thing to do. So. Uh, I'm excited to get back out and, and you know, start getting people to laugh. Uh, I've always said, you know, laughter is the best medicine. And uh, I'm excited. We've got wars going on. We had so much stuff in media and so much just craziness the last two years. It's like negative, negative, negative. So to be able to give people some positivity and jokes again is right up my alley. <laughs> well, um, have you drawn any um, 
material from these, you know, from the negative things, the pandemic and you know, that's exactly what comedians draw from, right? That those negative experiences are just life experiences. And that's all I think these last two years were, right? Were just those life experiences. <laughs> and so, you know, and it's fun because for me, you get to see you. I like to make my jokes very observational and very broad in general to, to grip as much of the audience as possible. And all the pandemic did was help someone like me write the best jokes at least i think possible because everyone showed you their hands right it was you could see everyone swaying and running to get toilet paper you could see the bread running off of the shelves you was like everyone was doing the same things and so it was like fantastic this is you know this joke these jokes will be understood either here or you know in small town or omaha or wherever you know I'm performing so definitely excited to use some of the pandemic material uh but of course not go overboard as everyone I'm sure will be using their pandemic material <laughs> well one thing that's uh, kind of funny I think is that people that were uh in the middle of divorces um or wanting to file divorces and the courts were closed so they were like quarantined you know no. together for a really long time so I'm just curious, like, how many of those decided just to, like, oh, we might as well just, you know, <laughs> stay married after. <laughs> you had a mix of both, right? You've had the people that I, I thought it was going to be just a crazy time. And, of course, my lawyer even let me know. He was like, yeah, the number one thing happening this entire time was just divorce, 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 divorce. And I was like, well, of course, because, you know, there was no break. You used to be able to go to the office or go into work or, you know, act like you had something to do. But now if you can't leave, you get you really got to see if you love that same person from 16 years ago or not. <laughs> Uh, I mean, do you, do you so this really has not a lot to do with the comedy, but just a observation. Do you think that like most people, you know, are more or less just um, kind of got their routine, you know, they're a couple and they got a routine going, but uh, when it comes down to like spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week for a year or two years, well, you know, just hey, uh, not that's the plan that's the thing right there right? it's like it was different when little timmy had to go to school and and maybe you had to go to the office or, or or to work or or maybe you know she flew off to conferences once a month and right there was always these huge breaks or, or daily breaks and suddenly there was no breaks suddenly it was you gotta like timmy all day every day and, <laughs> and you gotta like your husband all day every day it was like and you realize maybe you don't like either one of those motherfuckers like, <laughs> yeah, it was like and, and it's true i mean just at, at the end of the day I, you suddenly realize if you spend that much time with anybody i mean even your own i love my mom to death that woman i got like could do no wrong but I, three days, 72 hours, and I might be trying to pull my hair out. So, <laughs> I mean, the custody, you know, you can see how that might be going. Like, uh, here, you know, I want you to have the full custody. Um. <laughs> well, because beforehand, right, once again, it was just something else to bicker about, right? Like, <laughs> like in the normal days, it was just like, fine, I'm keeping the dog. No, I want the fucking dog. No one wanted the fucking dog, but it was 
fight over, right? And the kids were the same thing. But now, you know, these custody battles were completely opposite. They were just like, well, fine. Then you take the kids. No, you take the kids. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if nothing else, um, it's given a whole new uh, relationship perspective, I think. I I was always intrigued in one of my first, uh, before I switched to chemistry, one of my first majors in college was marriage and family counseling, uh, because I was always kind of uh, intrigued by the dynamic of relationships. Like, it, it always confused me how much adults lie to each other. You know, and I saw it as a kid because as a kid, we're all pretty honest with each other. We don't learn to lie until we learn from adults and we get older and we watch TV. But as kids, you're pretty damn honest. And I just thought to myself as I got older, man, I'd love to be a therapist and like just talk to people about being open and communication and honesty. And wow, it's shocking that, you know, most relationships don't have any of that. And, you know, it's about boxing things off and hiding things as much as possible. And people don't talk about it. They're just they're so accustomed to you do the thing, get into it, and then it's supposed to be forever. I was like, no, what if like three years from now you want to go one direction and he wants to go another direction? You're two completely different people, so maybe you now dislike each other. That's okay. You don't have to hate each other's guts. Uh, no one has to, you know, take half of everyone's everything. Uh, you know, you know, you don't have to like, it could be amicable. You could just, you know, talk to each other and, and say, hey, we're going our separate ways. <laughs> Well, I mean, first you have to post it on social media because that, to be official, that's the first thing you have to do. We've all seen the rainbow, right? Oh, she met this great guy, and then, you know, the rainbow goes all the way up, and, and then, you know, they get engaged, and they get married, and then it's like four years later, and it's divorced, and then all of a sudden they're scrubbing all the pictures, and it's like, ah, I never loved that person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you did. It just hurts at the moment. But, you know, if we're all honest with ourselves, all of our relationships end. Right. What is that? You know, it's like, however you want to look at it, they all end at some point, right? So whether whether they just end abruptly or end in death, they all end. So, and they're like, if you can look at things that way, it's like, listen, did you get pissed at every friend that you, you know, don't keep from high school and kindergarten. No, things just happen over life. You spread apart. The same happens in your own relationships. <laughs> true. Well, you're just a fountain of uh, happiness today. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, I tell people, love, love hard, enjoy yourselves, but also be real. Like, it's not like, oh, the world is gone. Uh, we don't love each other anymore. Just, you know, we're at different points in life. Maybe 20 years was good. Maybe three years is good. Like, every, every, every relationship is different. But, you know, I just always think it's interesting how when they run their course, they always have to end so tragically. It's like, they don't. <laughs> and you're just taking the drama right out of it. You know, <laughs> I think that's part of the fun, you know, like for people. So. I think some people love that part of it. I really do. I really think some people love the exit. Like they love the blow up. They love like the, the old school, like teenage blow up in the hotel room when you got too much money. Right. And you just break everything and then hear about it on TMZ. Like people <laughs> love that. Uh, <laughs> it's the only reason Kardashians was on TV for so long. Right. It's because everyone wants to watch the train wreck. <laughs> 
I mean, but that hasn't ended, right? Uh, apparently, it's uh, no, a constant train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, I, I don't know. It's um, it's uh, definitely interesting, and interesting that you started out with an interest in relationships, and now you've got like, you know, comedic material from the pandemic and. Uh, maybe it just give you more insight, but it's still pretty funny to think about, you know, being stuck with people. And... Oh, yeah. Well, you got to think some people were stuck with each other and they like, because you imagine the people that decided like three or four weeks in or like a month into it, they were just like, oh, we're done with this shit. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you can't leave the state. You can't leave the building. <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. They're like, huh, it's just like the amount of hate in some of the American households had to be at an all-time high. <laughs> well, I, I wonder, like, you know, the other side of that, the couples that – you know, fell in love when we're just getting ready to like move in together or, you know, meet or whatever. And then, uh, you know, that would be the opposite side. They would be apart. Do you think that like, you know, brought them closer together or do you think they broke up too? Oh, I think some of them, if they were on the path, I mean, I think it made it stronger because, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of your random social things got cut off. So, you know, if you had strong feelings or those strong feelings were developing for somebody, I think, you know, those things were going to be growing because now you're, that, there was really nowhere else to put your focus. You know, you're stuck at home all day. So, you know. And if you just moved in, I mean, good Lord, just, you know, start running the laundry now because everything's cardboard. It's just stiff everywhere. It, uh, you know, yes, yes, me. I, if I if I was shacked up with a new loved one, uh, there's nothing else to do. Netflix and chill. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, what do you think of all this uh, comedy material from the pandemic? Well, I think you're pretty much spot on about a lot of that stuff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting, the dynamics that have played out in different relationships. Yeah, I the, the, two, the two biggest things that I thought were going to come out of the pandemic were divorces and, and parents really hating their kids, right? Because everyone slaps that my kid had straight A's at Jefferson Elementary, and, and they have all the little, you know, the back of the vans, they got the mom and the dad and the little kids and the dog and the fucking balloons, and everyone's so happy. They're really excited when you can drop little Susie off and she can go kick the ball around for an hour and a half. But what happens when Susie doesn't have school or she has to learn at home with you and you have to do Zoom meetings and she doesn't have time to go kick a ball and run that energy because she can't go down the street to Steve's house because, you know, these parents are autoimmune. And, and, now, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you're stuck with little Susie all day, every day. Now she's not your little princess. She's your little devil and you hate her. <laughs> Uh, well, and what do you think, like, so about education, because the parents are, you know, the teachers of them. So. I, I think our education level in this country is already not, you know, at its all-time high, and it declined drastically in the last two years. Because we have to remember, the average, the average American is a C student. 
and those students didn't study with parents. So now, now those students that were C students are at home becoming, you know, their parents' teachers or their kids' teachers. I, oh, I, I mean, I just I pray for our school system when these kids got back. Like that's, I, I'm rooting for teachers. I'm rooting for teachers' wage uh, wage raises. I, I'm rooting hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think a lot of parents are probably really supportive of teachers now because they oh, want kids oh, back. All that animosity and that shit talking at PTA went out the window. All, all that's gone now. All of the hope that they had towards the teachers and the bullshit that they talked behind their backs is gone. They had to do that for 18 months, and they, they're like, you know what? Never again. Never. I, was, I bet you the parents right now are trying to scoop up money they never had to put their kids in private school. <laughs> Teach them sex ed, teach them whatever you want to. Just like let send them to you. Listen, it's I mean, you see the crazy stuff on the news and all these people upset about critical race theory. That's all in small towns where people don't give a shit and they just have nothing better to do with their time. But in every other major city and big places where people care, they don't give a damn what the teachers keep teach their kids and just teach them. Just get them out of our houses and teach them. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break for six hours. <laughs> little Timmy, my teacher had an abortion on Wednesday. Oh, that's funny. I don't. <laughs> Pat him on the head and let him go have a bowl of cereal and put him in front of a screen. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's shift gears here a little bit. And uh, as I recall, at one point you had started a podcast. What happened with that? Are you still doing it, or? Well, we we finished season one, and we horribly didn't have you all on, uh, as I said we would, because we we switched we switched mediums multiple times. It it went from the two of us, uh, my buddy Brad and I. Uh, then we decided to have in some guest callers, which lasted about two weeks just because, you know, we were shooting so or, or recording so late here in Los Angeles. We were recording at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock here. Right. So, we, you know, we, unless people were in L.A., we, I couldn't get family or friends or, you know, people back on the East Coast time uh, <laughs> at all. And so uh, we ended up bringing on a, a third member, Frankie, as a, as a guest member multiple times. And uh, so that was fun. Uh, we we ended up getting on, good Lord, what were we on? Sound, SoundCloud, no, SoundStream. I don't know. There's like 10 of them we're on. But iHeartRadio is the biggest one. So uh, yeah, if you guys uh, check out Mic Drop. And so we started season two last month uh we'll be shooting episode three tomorrow i would invite you all except we don't have our <laughs> we don't have our call-in devices but i have that on my notes right here <laughs> I have right here episode four which will be in like i don't know probably two weeks from now we're going to have you guys on i'm calling it now episode <laughs> two mic drop cat and matter joining us because now we shoot during the daytime so uh <laughs> and we do it on uh we typically do saturday you know like afternoon so yeah i think we can get you guys on this time <laughs> cool that sounds good i mean i wasn't asking for that reason i was just yeah. asking to see how you were enjoying yeah, doing no. it and you know 
Yeah, no, I definitely should plug it. It was interesting because we uh, we were looking at the stats from the first season, kind of trying to you know see what was happening. We uh, you know the ad revenue and things like that that were happening and what type. It was so interesting because we kept making fun of the whole toilet paper thing. I think we kept getting toilet paper ads. Like I really do. Every time I heard a commercial, it was like 75% of our commercials were toilet paper ads. And I was like, I know. That's why. Uh, but we were shocked because a lot of our, especially in the beginning, like I, we don't know why it is. We had such a large following in Venezuela. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys run into that where you just have like random places that just jump off the charts. But our our first jump was, wow, we're we're big in Venezuela. And all we thought was, is it just because they have like random, so many taxi drivers, they're just tuning into random stations. And like, suddenly they found us. Is that what happened? <laughs> We've got India and yeah. <laughs> India, Iran. Uh, there are some really weird ones. Like you would Netherlands. Yeah. The Netherlands, they were on for a while. It's always great, you know? It's like you never know where... I love how connected the world is these days that you can just throw something online and it's like, wow, I'm big in Ecuador. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, India is like a pretty happening place. There's a good place to be on a podcast. Listen, anywhere where there's billions of people and you can grab attention, that's the place to be. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) You know, I've even been trying to learn the language to say hi, um, you know, to the places that uh, <laughs> listen to us. And uh, apparently, hi is hello. Oh. <laughs> and uh, was it the Netherlands? I don't know. Uh, I think so. But anyways, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn so I can communicate better with our our global listeners. I like that. I like that. I might have to start pulling that one out. That'll be that's a good. Venezuelan. uh, I gotta learn the Venezuelan hello. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, the only other stuff I I got rolling these days, uh, (laughs) fun stuff. I recently, oh, actually, my my uh, test scores came. By the way, standardized test as an adult. I hadn't taken a test since I left college. Uh, I I became a notary as of last night. Uh, wow. My test came back from the state. But my goodness, I, it has to suck to be a teacher. Once again, teachers, you guys are amazing. Like, <laughs> all the things that these people had to tell us to do to get ready for this test in a room, we had to turn our phones off. We had to put them under our chairs. And then they were like, if you have any Garmin, smartwatches, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. And they were like, pretty much any type of watch that doesn't just tick, put it under your seat. You can't have any type of screen of any. I was like, yeah, you have to give all of these instructions to kids or people every time to take a test today. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, we did talk to it. A... They all comply, of course. Yeah. You know, I- uh, first request. So. Well, I didn't even have a number two pencil. I had to borrow one. I was that guy at the test. Like, you know, I assumed <laughs> they updated and you can use a pen. It was like, no, you didn't bring a number two pencil. I was like, I'm a 40 year old man. No, I don't <laughs> have a number two pencil. <laughs> I'll be back in 20 minutes while I run down to Office Depot and grab a yeah. pencil. 
But and they had a pencil sharpener. Did you have a pencil sharpener? I was like, you have a pencil sharpener, but you don't have a pencil. One, uh, somebody's messing up here, lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, random question time. Uh, do you want a, a random question from Cat or from me? Oh man! All right, all right. I feel like I feel like being cat got in a lot, so I'm gonna say, hey, let's go with Matt. All right. Okay. Well, you know, mine is right along the conversation we had today. Um, so I'm glad that you chose it because I can't wait to hear. Um, but what is the craziest thing you've done in the name of love? Oh. Man, I guess I got that backwards. Uh, <laughs> no, cat got it backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, good though. I'll ask you mine after you answer hers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay. Uh, Transist thing I've done in the name of love. Oh, jeez. Oh, so you, you got to be careful because some of that is lust, and you got to make sure you pull that out. And, <laughs> <laughs> pull that out. Love, you said love, the craziest thing in the name of love. Well, you know, <laughs> lust is a form of love, and you know, like uh, psycho people are supposedly a form of love at times. So, you know, don't hold back. Just tell us, like. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I think maybe I, ah, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, holy <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a stomping question. That's a really, I would say the distance, I would say like, like having the distance girlfriend where it was like driving, like. Good Lord, I think we were like seven, eight hours apart going back and forth. And, you know, when you're young and college and puppy love, God, that was just stupid. I mean, there were so many nights where you should probably have gone to sleep and you're like, you want to do what? And then you're like, sure, I'll be right there. I'm going to be late for class tomorrow. You know, like it was <laughs> it really a lot of gas. But, you know, back in back in 03, 04, you know, it was still 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 dollar oh nine. Yeah, it was dollar ten for gas. I don't, I don't feel bad, but man, you, you don't really sleep a lot during those days, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I, you know, I think that's a really interesting answer, and that was the gas prices today. I wouldn't do that. Not a would do the same thing. I would not have done not a chance. I mean, she she would have had to drive. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to whoever she may be out there. She's listening to this, but... All right, All right. so well, now thank I... Thank you for answering. Yeah, and now I get to ask my question because that's, you know... Um, so, you've been on a few TV shows. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So, my question is, if you could go back in time to any TV show that has been out, uh, and be a character on that. Who would you? What show would you pick, and who would you want to be? Oh, uh, so it has to be one that I was on. No, uh, no, 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 no. It can be any TV show at all. 
Oh, ooh, if I could be any, ooh, that's a question. Oh, you can be whoever you want. Any character on a TV show. Ooh, oh, okay. Um, dang it. <laughs> there's, there's multiple shows that come to mind. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you two answers that you you can you can pick from two different ones. Okay, I would. No, you know what? I can I can get to one. I can get to. I can get to Charlie Day on Always Sunny. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And, and I'll say why. You know, I was going to I was going to split that up between Martin. Uh, for Martin Lawrence, or Martin Lawrence for Martin, mm-hmm. and um, and when I was a kid, the uh, I always wanted to play uh, Wolverine, so the from the animated series. So, <laughs> I, I another guest that you know loved that too, so that's interesting. But I can get rid of the animated series. Um, uh, you know, Wolverine, I can get, you know, I, I, there's so much superhero stuff out there today. I can pass. The reason I can let Martin go is because I think that Charlie just took him and took it even a step higher over the top. Yeah. And, and then what I really like about always sunny and Charlie's characters, you know, they just finished season 15. And for me, when it comes to entertainment, they have in what a cast I thought you should always have. You know, typically shows end up after season five, six, seven, eight, if even if they have a run that long, typically because either someone gets too big or someone wants more money or, you know, someone wants to go into another show or project. You know, with those guys, whether they go to projects or different shows, different movies, whatever, they all come back to always settle. And, you know, I think... I think the fact that they're able to all do that and and play a character for that long with a, a group that long would just be a blast. Like, yeah, for sure. I think it would be definitely. All right, Cat. One more. Anything else you want to talk about, Cat? Well, you know, there's all. I always have questions, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm glad that you um give that answer. I'm glad you answered Matt's question too, because um, that's that's a funny show, and I could definitely see you um, you know, just dropped right into the cast and having a blast with that. Oh God, say ever. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Say- I have to give some cool news. I, I'm all, I mean, I'm so close. I'm probably going to, probably tomorrow I'll be finished. But I did decide to read the Harry Potter books and I, just to end the pandemic. I was like, it's coming. So I'm going to read all of these. And I'm now on book seven. And I, I will say I've become a pothead. Um, <laughs> no. For anybody that has read the books and then watched the movies. Or for anybody that just watched the movies, you suck. Uh, I've never understood more how, like, angry. Like, you know, people have always been angry about Harry Potter and how the movies left in it so much out, and I never understood, like, people's anguish. I do now, like, as an adult, because I read a book, and then I watch the movie, 
And it's so it's so disheartening because you're excited for all of these things you just read, and then none of them happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that is big breaking news that you uh, tomorrow will have finished. So uh... twenty years after everybody else, you know, I, I I figured I should go ahead and jump in the ring. Maybe after this, I'll do more of the rings next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, better late than never. Right. <laughs> All right, Preston. Well, we appreciate you coming by and talking to us, telling you, telling us what you're up to, and uh, you know, we look forward to uh, what you got coming up in the future besides the. Um, uh... Yeah, I'm working on Farmed and TV, or Farmed, Farmed and Dangerous, the second special here, hoping to shoot at the end of the year, and then uh, I'm actually producing a, a reality, uh, a new type of reality TV show uh, that I hope to get off the ground this year as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, more TV that will make you feel better at home. I'm not proud of it, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my idea but i also know that it's not for the betterment of society um it's it's, you know it's just another reality tv show that i know people will watch and and so i just feel that i have to put it out there (laughs) you're selling your soul i see (laughs) can you hear it in my voice can you hear it as i because like it's a great idea it really is and like i i can't wait to share it with the world but i as my as my housemate asked me she said what what does this serve she goes i know people will watch it i go there that's my point i know they will too i know that it's not helping brain cells but you know they're lost i mean you already said at least someone's going to watch it and go yeah at least we're not them, you know, and <laughs> that's all I'm here to do. I just want to make those people feel better. <laughs> all right. Well, you heard it here first, so. Right. We can't wait. So now I'm, you know, can't wait to hear what it's going to be. <laughs> I'll yeah. some brain cells, you know. <laughs> Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll spill some of the beans uh, when we have you on the show here in two weeks. All right, All right. Awesome. looking forward to that. Well, hey, Catman, thank you so much again for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. All right, you take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Cat at IWritePlays at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at Gmail.com, or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.